0: you're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape. This is podcast episode number 217. In this episode, 10 Halloween candies you can enjoy, three muscle myths that you need to stop believing, and laser focus for better motivation. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the Shape Up secrets I use, along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. First of all, a big thank you to all of you who have gone to QuickFitClub.com and done the survey for me. That feedback has been really helpful in developing the next several videos that we're going to be doing. And if you still haven't gone there, make sure you do. And feel free to do a survey after each of the workouts if you'd like, or send me an email at kira at um, and that way I can get as much information as I can. Um, we are pretty close to getting the chat room set up for the check-ins, so that should be coming towards the end of this month and we have some really good podcasts coming up for this month too to help you be able to kind of go out and enjoy some of that Halloween candy that you might not normally so you're going to be able to make some better choices on that so we're going to have a two-part segment on that so let's just jump right on into that because that's probably one of the most important things during Halloween is knowing what candy you can eat and kind of get away with and also keeping up with your workout so that any extra calories or candy that you have don't have a huge impact on your body weight. Now as we go through the next 10 pieces of candy that you can have somewhat guilt-free I want you to think about which ones you normally would eat and which ones you hate, which ones you enjoy, which ones you didn't even think of. So we're gonna go through about 10 of them and the criteria for these are actually um, the fact that they're all gonna come under about 100 calories and about 6 grams of fat and 10 grams of sugar per serving. So that's kind of the guideline for choosing these particular let's say, let's just call them guilt-free Halloween candy. Of course, anything that you eat an abundance of is not going to be guilt-free. So a couple of pieces that can satisfy you, that's the way you're looking at this. Now, of course, I don't expect you to go out and buy these candies to eat, but if you happen to actually see them, sometimes people put them out in businesses, um, or sometimes the kids come home with them with different trick or treat events or whatever, Um, that's when you might and choose, so don't feel like you have to go get um, a big bag of any of these things but there are also things that you might look if you're handing out Halloween candy yourself you might lean towards some of these to give out that way if you have extras then you have some good choices to make now the first one is and these are not in any particular order for one being better than the other or anything like that so just know that the first one we're going to talk about is the Hershey's Special Dark Now, I know a lot of people don't like that one because it's got kind of funky dark chocolate taste, but we do know that chocolate has some antioxidant benefits, especially the dark chocolate. So that's the one you're going to want to pick, which shouldn't be a problem because a lot of times people are tossing that one away. So you can snack on two of them, two little miniature ones, for a total of 88 calories and about 5 grams of fat. So depending on what your calorie budget is for things, sometimes you can allow yourself maybe 300 calories worth of a uh, dessert um, or 200 calories, whatever. So you might be able to pick several of these and really feel like you've had a good variety. Now, the next one is uh, Twizzlers, and these are obviously a low-fat treat, but um, they're going to be more of your sugar carbohydrate thing. Now the snack size version, the real small one, is going to be really guilt-free because you can chew on a couple of those, actually two of them, for less than 50 calories and zero grams of fat. Now when I eat Twizzlers, I do like the Twizzlers, but when I eat them, I usually take really small bites. That way it lasts a lot longer. So just a little tidbit for you to make it last longer, and that way you can have a little bit more. Now, the next one is by far my personal favorite, and that would be the Peanut M&Ms. Now, I know it's kind of hard sometimes, but you know what? Those little snack packs that they make to give out on Halloween are perfect, because there's only about seven pieces in there, and usually it's just enough to satisfy you, and it's under 100 calories. Yep, it's only 93 calories. So you get four, almost five grams of fat and nine grams of sugar, which of course you'd expect with that type of a a candy. So um, the peanut M&Ms definitely are the worst things for you. You should send all of yours to me. No, I'm just kidding. Enjoy them, especially those little snack packs, because again, it's a perfect portion size. Um, Now what I do, and this is like really weird, but uh, I I like to make things last a long time. So I take one M&M at a time, the peanut ones, and I like to kind of like let it dissolve in my mouth and crunch the outside. And then kind of let the chocolate dissolve in my mouth, and then at the end I just have a peanut to crunch on. So as you can imagine, just eating one of those that way can take, let's say, a minute. And that way you have a good long time to enjoy all of them in that little mini snack bag. Now, it's, it's actually really good news because a lot of these are everybody's favorites. And the Reese's peanut butter cups, the little miniature ones, um, and I know sometimes they seem like they should be a really no-no food, but, you know, you've got a good combination of peanut butter, if it really is, and chocolate. And, of course, if we want to factor in how much effort and energy it takes to unwrap the first wrapper and then the second wrapper, that might burn a couple extra calories. But either way, you can have two of them for under 100 calories. So for 88 calories, you can have two of the little miniatures. Now, a lot of you can actually get away with having a little bit more than under 100 calories, so maybe you could have four of them. I mean that's only one hundred and sixty calories, and yes, you're going to have more fat in that. So you're going to have about five grams of fat for those two combined, and then about nine grams of sugar. And let's face it, if you're counting sugar and eating candy, then you know forget it. Um, there's going to be sugar in candy, and you know what? As long as it's not a ton and you're not eating a ton of it, you'll be okay. Now another thing that lasts a long line a long time. This goes along the lines of the Twizzlers are the Tootsie Rolls and you're definitely going to have choices in these because now they have Tootsie Rolls that are flavors as well and I always kinda like to mix that up but the chocolate one kinda kills two birds with one stone you get that little chewiness that you like and you get that chocolate flavor and the mini ones you can actually go for three of those and only have 70 calories and one and a half grams of fat so I mean if you're looking for the lowest fat possible that would probably be your choice and the three little mini ones are great they take you a long time to chew on or you can do little pieces to bite off like you do the, like I do the Twizzlers um, and that's gonna keep your mouth satisfied and help you avoid eating too much now at this point i might say that we're halfway through our list but there's another ten coming in the next podcast so we're actually only a quarter of the way through so isn't that good news there's actually twenty different things you can choose from for um, halloween candy and not feel guilty so the next one is going to be those three musketeers the little fluffy fluffy nougat, whatever it is in the middle and you can definitely have a couple of those you can actually have two three maybe even four of them because At three of them, you're still under 50 calories. Actually, at two of them, you're under 50 calories. So at four, you'd still be under 100. Um, Eight grams of sugar definitely is going to make them satisfy that sweet tooth. So again, see what you want. If you're wanting something to really satisfy your sweet tooth, then you might go with the peanut butter cups or the Three Musketeers. If you want something to keep your mouth moving, you might want to go with the Tootsie Rolls or the Twizzlers or the next one, which is the Tootsie Roll Pop. And that's always my favorite one with the owl. How many licks does it take? You know, obviously three. We all know that. But anyways, you can definitely make it last longer than the the three licks that the owl does in the commercial. Um, It's 60 calories, no fat at all, and of course you've got that Tootsie Roll Center, that bonus in the middle. Um, Now, yeah, there's gonna be sugar. Just because there's no fat doesn't mean it's perfectly healthy. There is sugar. About 10 grams of sugar um, in one pop. And well, you'd kind of know that because what's the outside? It's all that, well, sugar. But anyways, that's another thing that's going to keep your mouth busy and maybe give you a little bit of the, the sweetness that you might be looking for. And gives your hand something to do as well because you have to hold on to it. You can't just pop it in the mouth and keep shoving it in. Now, you ever notice that sometimes when Halloween comes around, there's some candy bars or snacks that you probably would never buy on your own or maybe not even kind of grab for if it was just sitting there but for some reason when it comes in the Halloween packaging it's it's all of a sudden very tasty and the next three might kind of fall into that category and the first one would be payday You remember that one the little fun size payday doesn't really mess you up too much because one of the bars contains about 90 calories so yeah we've got five grams of fat and eight grams of sugar as we're finding most of these candies in the good portion size are gonna have about that range of fat and grams of sugar but since the payday also has a little more peanuts than most of the other items um, you're actually gonna get some protein out of it two grams of fiber and seven grams of protein you know which when, when you're looking at our ratio of protein to carbs and you see seven grams of protein and eight grams of sugar that's almost a one-to-one ratio and that's pretty good so the payday that you may find hard to find but anyways that's one of those things keep your eye out for because that's going to be a good bang for that candy buck there now the mounds you know the little mounds bars where you have that coconut filling and you have the snack size 80 calories again about 5 grams of fat 8 grams of sugar so mixing it up you definitely have options here and of course you can't say mounds without saying Almond Joys so another coconut filling, and if you don't like coconut, I guess that's completely out for you. Um, but certainly similar in calories and fat and sugar to the Mounds Bar. And then, of course, it does have a little more fiber um as given by the almonds that are in it. I really think there's only usually one big one but I guess they might be mixed in there as well. Anyway so that would be in there and then you might feel like you're eating healthy because you've got coconut and almonds so you know those are two healthy type foods. So anyways you've got a lot to choose from so hopefully you can make a list of those or maybe just start keeping your eyes out for them. And these are also good things, you know, if you go to a, a party, any type of party that has snacks, you're bound to find at least one of these. And you know what, if you don't, then make your own little goodie bag. Figure out maybe 200 calories, 300 calories at the most and kind of pick and choose which ones you can put together so you can have something to, to snack on or chew on or have a little sweet taste without completely blowing whatever food plan you're on or without just completely blowing your eating cycle because that's one thing you have to watch out for when you're having snacks or sweets like this it can mess up your eating cycle so you might end up skipping a meal and you definitely don't want to do that so just remember these are things that are treats they're not meant to be a mainstay now what I want you to do is go on the Facebook page the fit girl USA and tell me which one of those you're most likely to eat which ones you're least likely to eat. I'm really curious as far as what everybody likes and doesn't like. So get over there and let me know. You know, it never ceases to amaze me uh, these days with all the information we have around how many fitness myths are still kind of taken as regular fact and they're not even close to being true. Now, one of the things is um, soreness. Soreness coming after your exercise being caused by lactic acid building up in your muscles. And, you know, that's one of those things that a long time ago everybody took to be true, but it's really not. And we're going to talk about why. Now, this particular myth um, came about because initially it was very common that people said, well, lactic acid buildup is going to cause muscle soreness. And the fact, actually, is that your anaerobic energy, the the muscles making that anaerobic contraction, does lead to some lactic acid production, um, which is, of course, in contrast to aerobic exercise like walking or, or biking that is producing energy using oxygen. That's the anaerobic aerobic thing with very little lactic acid buildup on the aerobic phase. But the belief of the lactic acid causing that muscle soreness has actually been proved to be false since the lactic acid that is actually produced when you do that weight training, that intense exercise or that anaerobic exercise is actually cleared very shortly after you finish the exercise, long before your muscle soreness kind of hits in, which usually goes about 24 hours for, in most cases. Sometimes it can take two days. But anyways, the soreness is actually caused by the little tears in your muscle that occur when you exercise. Especially if you're just beginning out, because if you're just beginning and you overdo, you've got a lot of little tears that, that haven't been accessed or your body hasn't been familiar with them so that's going to cause some inflammation and some soreness so even though that sounds kinda bad it's not because as your muscles get those little microscopic tears they also have to repair and rebuild and that's why we talk about recovery being so important and the protein and the carbs and everything that you eat to support the recovery of your muscles so as you're basically tearing down your muscles with anaerobic exercise, which could be sprints, but it could also be weight training, you're causing your body to regenerate and repair itself so you become stronger. And that's how you gain a little more muscle tissue and that's also why your muscle increases and your metabolism increases and then all of a sudden everything's working together and you start dropping weight and inches and all of that kind of good stuff. So the key is if you actually want to avoid the soreness, I know some people like it, some people don't, but it's (laughs) personal preference. Um, But if you want to avoid the soreness, then don't go crazy when you get back into a program. If you've had a couple of days or a week layoff or you've been sick, then you know what? Start out slowly. Just go with a lighter weight, fewer repetitions, or just lightweight 10 repetitions. Don't try to start where you left off. Just get in there. Think about using the initial workouts to stretch and increase your flexibility and just getting the blood flow going through the muscles and then slowly start adding the weights. I think too often people just try to jump right back where they were, forgetting that it was months ago or years ago or or whatever the case may be. So if you want to avoid that soreness, you start up slowly, but realize that if you do feel sore, it's okay too. You just shouldn't be so sore that you can't move. Um, of course, that's going to be counterproductive, because if you can't move, you can't exercise. So you want to keep it all in perspective. A little soreness, okay. Too much, you overdid it. Now, the next myth that is out there still is that you need a sports drink to replenish your electrolytes and minerals and all of that. And it is true in some cases. Um, basically, if you have high-intensity exercise for longer than an hour, like a marathon or a triathlon, Then it can be of some benefit because it's going to help to give you some of the water that you need to replace that's lost in sweat and some of the sugar, um, the glucose that's used also to fuel your muscles when it's needed. Again, you know, triathlons are quite different than doing a weight training workout. Now, if you're doing low intensity exercise like the treadmill a couple times a week or biking around town, you do not need a sports drink. You really just need regular old water, especially if you're exercising with the goal of losing weight. The calories that you you get in the sports drink are just going to offset those calories that you burned during your exercise. So there's no sense in drinking any calories that you don't need. Now, if you still feel like you're in that workout zone where you might need a sports drink, then try diluting it. Do a little bit of half water, half sports drink. That way you won't be getting too much of the sugar at one time. Now, the next myth that I'm still surprised is out there is that working out or lifting weights will only build muscle, not help you lose weight. And that is so wrong. And yet so many people still believe that. So you need to help me spread the word that, you know what, weight training is probably the most important thing for weight loss and I don't know why but some people find it easier to cut calories than to actually go work out. Um, you certainly have to do a little bit of both if you're trying to lose weight. But as you probably know by now that the weight training its not just the calories you're burning it's the impact you're having on your metabolism with the added muscle and that that added muscle may weigh a little more but takes up less space. So the best thing would be To add some of the weight training along with some dieting or just watching what you're eating I mean that's really the better way to do it and then allowing your body to recover by using those good foods and then yes eventually you get stronger you gain a little muscle not that you're gonna see it to the naked eye but it is going to change your metabolism on the inside and your clothes will fit looser so you might not see actual immediate weight loss on the scale when you're doing weight training workouts but you're definitely changing your body, and you know what, that's the type of change that's going to last, and that's the kind of change that's going to let you be able to eat what you want and not gain weight. So a little bit of work for a while, and then you know what, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You still need to work out and you know eat right, but you're not going to be totally thrown off by one piece of cake. So when you're over on the Fit Girl USA Facebook page telling me which type of Halloween candy you're going to be looking for, tell me also which one of those myths you may still have believed until we just covered them. Or if these are myths that you knew a long time ago were just myths and should be ignored. Now, when it comes to motivation, everybody thinks it's some mystical thing that, you know, you either have or you don't. and, And they don't know how to get it, and they're always losing it. And that seems to be one of the biggest reasons why people stop working out or stop looking to lose weight or stop trying to get in shape because they say they lose motivation. So what is motivation? Well, motivation is partly having a focus on a goal and a specific goal that you can achieve. And that's what we're trying to do with the Quick Quick Fit Club. Oh, my gosh, I might have to change the name because I just can't say it half the time. Um, is give you a focus. You know, give you a short-term goal, which is to get your workouts in each week. And your focus is on the different sections that we go over in the beginning of the month as far as what your focus would be for nutrition, for example, maybe getting the meals in every four hours um, or maybe adding a little more protein to your diet. Whatever it is you've got a short-term focus and that's going to enable you to stay motivated because you know it's a short-term thing. You only have four weeks so even if you don't like what you're trying to focus on you know that it's going to end soon and something else is going to come up and that focus also helps to retrain your brain to develop those habits, those healthy habits that you need To maintain fitness for a lifestyle or for the rest of your life so the focus is the most important part of your motivation and it helps you put those blinders on so that you can focus get that laser focus and know what you need to do be specific and get it done and when you get things done that's when you see results so this part of the podcast on motivation may be short today but the goal is well focus and think about what you're focusing on and all the different things that we've talked about in regards to motivation as far as why you're doing something why you're doing something gives you the focus gives you the power behind the reason to do it so really think sit down and think have you figured out why you're doing some of these things what is your main focus if you're not following the quick fit club what is your main focus for this month and once you can answer that you will know where your motivation lies. And you just need to remind yourself of that focus point to stay motivated. It's really that simple. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com allinoneworkout.com or coachkira.com